Remember, I'm your host, Wanda Yermi Allen. In today's podcast, you'll be hearing the story of Marilee Singh, a young researcher in the Writing the New World Project, who shares her research journey into the Alexander Turnbull Archives at the National Library of New Zealand in Wellington. Before we hear from Marilee's, Associate Professor Alistair Punasamaroa is going to give us a bit of background to the project. Kia ora he uri tēnei o Te Atiawa me Tabamaki ko Alistair Pumasamaroa hau. Um, I teach at the Faculty of Māori and Indigenous Studies at the University of Waikato and one of the great joys of the last three years of my life has been um, a Marsden-funded project called Writing the New World, Indigenous Texts 1900 to 1975. The project um, spends time going all around the region 1900 to 1975, a period that we actually don't know that much about. We spend a lot of time talking about kind of first adventures and connections with Europeans coming into the region and we talk about more recent things but particularly in the area of writing and literary studies which is my own background um, it's kind of like what really happened between you know the end of the kind of contact colonial period and Albert Went like what what happened in that time in between writing the new world um, has brought together 16 different indigenous uh, researchers from all around the region with really different backgrounds um, and different perspectives and different skills. Um, And the podcast is intended to feature their views, their ideas, their experiences, so that you also can have an opportunity to connect um, with this writing, but also with the region that it comes from. Podcast is going to be hosted by... um, doctoral student Wanda Yeremia Allen um, who worked as a MPhil um, scholarship student on this project um, but who also has done paid research um, connected to the project before moving into that work and um, since then has moved into doctoral studies extending the work that she did um, as an MPhil student. Um, Wanda is going to be the voice that you'll hear every week um, asking questions engaging with our different researchers and please feel free to share them. The whole concept of the podcast is so much that happens at universities, um, really uh, uh, things that people beyond the university might be interested in hearing about. We're interested in celebrating the writing from this time period, but also celebrating the work of the amazing researchers that have worked on the project. And so we are hopeful that members of their communities and the members of the communities um, that produce this writing in the first place um, would find these podcasts to be interesting and maybe um, would have them um, ask some questions and feel interested in knowing a bit more. Marilise explains her research topic, findings, misgivings, heart-renderings and awe-inspiring moments when coming across some very unexpected texts. Enjoy. Mauri tere, mauri te ko, mauri tere. Kia ora nā tātou katoa i te aroa atipaka o te atua. Ko Merrily Stane tōku ingoa, ko Amosa Aukoto tōku mitua tāne, ko Kathleen Aukoto tōku nui tōra imi, ko Whale e Fia Aukoto tōku ngā mituaru au te tua o tōku mitua tāne, ko David Dean e hiua tere tingi tōke u, Tōku ngā mutuaru au i te tua o tōku me tua wainie, ko Billy, Barbie e Phoebe, 
koliko volim svoj kanal, ko ti je reto pita ima, ko meti, John i Amosov popularno zelani, ko peć mi je rikajtim, toko majci, ko nga fuar ki toko vaka, meti enua o aragau, enua o ru ki te moana, meti uanga toke uo ten o amore, ko ten toko enua ko putanta, Amri e siya wehi. Amri e siya wehi. Kia rana. My name is Marilee Sperina Frankie Jane. This name was given to me by my parents and is an ensemble of a few close friends and my mother's sister. I come from the Tokyo outside families from Isitaki Cook Islands and the Okuso and Maki family from Samoa. The research that I have been conducting throughout the writing the new world project is looking at literature written by people of Kokalan Māori descent. While researching this specific topic I had to keep within the time period which was 1900 to 1955. The opportunities that the Kokalan language week presents academically is that it exposes society to the culture and the language. I was raised in Tokoroa which has been nicknamed the 16th island of the Cook Islands. This name was given to the town because of the population of Cook Islanders that have made this town their home for many generations. I bring Tokoroa into the conversation because at one of the local high schools, Cook Island Language Week is a huge celebration. People of all cultures and ethnicities are exposed to the beauty of the Cook Islands, including, but not limited to, the language. At the University of Waikato, throughout the week that is assigned to Cook Islands language, again, this exposes people from all walks of life and ethnicities to the Cook Islands culture. There are different activities daily, such as being given a chance to make a kutu, learn dances, and you can even learn a few phrases throughout the week. There are always people taking up the opportunity that are not of Cook Island descent, which is really amazing to me. I believe that it is possible to incorporate Cook Island language texts and literature which are written in both Cook Island Māori and English into Cook Island Language Week. A way in which this can be done is possibly compiling a pamphlet or zine of Cook Island literature and passing that throughout the university as they do with the Nexus or the Uber Eats vouchers. Another way this could be done is by publishing poems written by Cook Islanders posting them around the university, whether it be in elevators or on the bulletin boards that are splashed around campus. I wasn't given a particular periodical in which I was to look at throughout the Writing the New World project. My focus was looking at all kinds of literature through the time period of 1900 and 1955, written by Cook Islanders. However, whilst researching in the Alexander Turnbull Library in Wellington, they did have a church magazine by the name of Tōria Katuri. Unfortunately, I am in no way fluent in Kukala Māori, so a lot of what was being said in this magazine flew right over my head. Another periodical that I came across was called Tumu Kōrero, and there was a journal for any readers. Most of it is in Kukala Māori, so again, it went over my head. In all honesty, I have no idea about the value in terms of money. However, it was to be treated with a lot of respect. I was only to look at the magazine if I was using the stands, that they had for their books. I wasn't allowed to, to have a pen there 
and I had to be extremely careful when turning the page. I think this says a lot about the value of these pieces, and I have no idea who thought they would be valuable. This valuable, I should say. I say this to someone who was looking at the institution as being something with Western ideals, but what they place value on is different to myself as a Cook Islander. I'm curious as to whether or not they value it because of how long ago it was published. Both of these texts were found at the Alexander Turnbull Library, and I'm unsure how they got there. I was only in Wellington for the weekend, and did not get to spend as much time as I would have liked looking at these pieces carefully. So I spent most of my time quickly going through them to see what was on it. I unfortunately didn't get to speak to anyone who would know about the stamps and the passport that these pieces would have carried if they were human. Before embarking on this research journey, I did not know about these periodicals. I was raised in a Seventh-day Adventist family. I wonder if this plays into the reason as to why I had not heard about Torea Katorika before. If this isn't why, then another reason may be that unfortunately, I have not looked into any kind of Cook Islands literature before. The same can be said for Tumu Korero. For Toria Katurika, it was a compilation of writers as it was published more as a sort of notice board in book form. It mainly kept the Catholics in the Cook Islands up to date on things that were happening at that time. Tumu Korero, I believe, was for anyone and everyone that wanted to read it. Unfortunately, I am unsure as to where either of the pieces were published. I do know that it was circulated around the many islands that are populated in the Cook Islands. I am unsure if it made its way to New Zealand during the time it was being published. The audience that Toria Katurika was intended for was the many members of the Catholic churches in the Cook Islands. Tumukoriro, as mentioned before, was for whoever could get their hands on it. While in Wellington looking through the archives at the Alexander Turnbull Library, I saw that the library had a newspaper printed on papa. The, new pa- the newspaper was called the Cook Islands Gazette. One of the curators organised for us to be able to view it. I admit I did get a little emotional to see the newspaper information being printed on papa. In the archives they only had the front and back covers in, in storage. I looked through it to see if there was anything special happening because I wanted to know if there was any reason as to why this issue was being published in Tukapa. I couldn't find one so I let my imagination run wild with finding a reason for this. Being able to see the information was exciting because I was able to see what was important to the people of those times. The significance of finding how special this issue was was because there were previous issues and issues that came after it that were printed onto paper. So I wanted to see if there was any special reason for this issue being printed onto paper. I enjoyed these pieces because it gave me a look into what life was like during those times. What was being published was what was important to those people. Marilise continues to explain her contemplations of the newspaper she finds. She is particularly touched by coming across the work of a tūpuna, Featured in text about Te Vai Vai art, Marily shares a powerful and special moment of connection with this long-lost text. There isn't a goodbye letter from writers in these periodicals. However, if there were, I believe it would be just to let the readers know that they're either migrating out of the Cook Islands or converting to another religion. 
Historia Cultura, who believed in the Sicily, if there were any other kinds of denominations with their own magazines written in Gokalan Māori. For indigenous researchers to be conducting this kind of research, I think it's like talking to our tūpuna who have passed on. This is what they would have liked. This is what they would have told us if we could speak to them. I believe that our tūpuna are finally breathing a sigh of relief that their descendants have finally laid their eyes and hands on the products that they have made. It's finally made it into the right hands. For more interviews, check out our Facebook pages, Writing the New World Podcast.